Steve welcomes Josh Wilson to the studio for live songs and his God story in one hour. Yes, that's right. It's Wednesday. It's Moody Tunes. And I've been looking forward to, to this hour for a while now. When we heard that uh, Josh Wilson was coming in studio, I'm like, great. I, I've uh, been doing Christian radio for a minute and have never met you. It's, so welcome it's to the kind studio, of wild. man. Yeah, thank you so much. It's great to meet you as well. Well, I am uh, looking forward to Moody Tunes because it's an opportunity to dive a little bit deeper, kind of get to know you a little bit, get to know what God's been doing in your life. So I want to start with really how you met God. What kind of family yeah. did you grow up in? Was a Christian family? And, and mm -hmm. when did you meet Jesus? I was raised in the church. My dad is a pastor. So I grew up in Lubbock, Texas, which is the northwest part of Texas. And I'll give you a, a quick description of what that's what the, what it's like, the topography. It's the high plains. And those movies, the old westerns you see with yep. the tumbleweeds going across the screen, no trees, no hills, just flat that's where I grew up. We actually, I think tumbleweed is our national, our city tree, I guess. <laughs> and my granddaddy's 91. He still lives there. You can see into the distance forever. He says you can see your dog running away from you for three days. So that's, uh, <laughs> that's where I grew up. But my parents still live there. My dad is still a pastor. He's been at his church for over 30 years, which is wow. amazing. Yeah, yeah it is. So it's a church I grew up in, and um, I came to know Jesus uh, at a young age. I do remember sort of having this transition from this is what we do and this is what my parents believe to this is this is who I want to follow and I want to, uh, yeah, I want to follow Jesus. Uh, and that happened when I was about 10, 8 or 10 years old. Okay. Um, yep. But yeah, I, I grew up hearing the stories about Jesus and my parents modeled, um, you know, a Christ-like life. And I'm so grateful for that. But that's where I came from. Well, that's very cool. And as you say, there's an element of, you know, that faith that my parents had needs to be real for me. Yes. And then very often as a kid, you know, that may happen around that age you were talking about. And then we often go through the, well, I didn't think it was going to be quite like this mm -hmm. stage. And sometimes we kind of circle back around to, I do I really yes. believe all this stuff? And that faith that we profess in a sense, really becoming our own again. That's right. Our convictions really being solidified. So did you go through a season like that too? Just constantly. I still am, you know yeah. what I mean? But yeah, I did have what I would consider, we talk about the dark night of the soul and just really questioning and doubting. And that happened in college, I think because I was raised in a Christian home and yep. I was in a bit of a bubble in terms of worldview. Uh, most of my friends believe the exact same thing I did. And when I got to college, I started meeting people who believed all kinds of things. And and my worldview was challenged because I was meeting folks of other religions or even folks who were atheists who were very kind, had yeah. amazing uh, morals. And I thought, I thought these were supposed to be, you know, lost people who, you know, don't know. And I, so it was challenging to me. And so I kind of questioned, do I believe this just because it was handed to me or do I really believe this? And so college was a time of that for me. I, uh, in college, met a guy named um, Bob Hartman and uh, took some apologetics classes from him, and what he said about his faith journey really resonated with me and still does, because because he became a Christian when he was five years old. Okay. Yep. And you kind of look back at an age like that, and you think, how much could I have possibly known? Um, but what he said was, I gave as much as I knew about myself to as much as I knew about Jesus. And I think that's what I've been constantly doing. As I've been learning, as I've been failing, as I've been following that's what I continue to do is, uh, Jesus, I'm learning more about you. I'm learning more about me and this world and my place in it. And I continue to to surrender my whole self to 
to everything I know about you. So what are you learning recently? I think surrender would be maybe the biggest thing. Um, man, I, I've, I have been on a journey, you know, since college, I've been doing this, I've been traveling the country, playing music and sharing my songs for close to two decades now. Yeah. And there have been ups and downs. Uh, I can tell you that during that time, um, yeah, ups and downs. So as of July of last year, I'm seven years sober from alcohol addiction. Um, and all of that happened while I was following what Jesus. And, and I, it, it kind of became this thing where I thought, I'm a Christian. I'm not supposed to have these problems. But I realized you know, I don't call myself a Christian because I have it all together. I, I call myself a Christian because I don't and because mm. I need Christ to yeah. hold me together. Colossians 1 said, in Christ, all things hold together. And I found that to be true about my life. So surrender has been a big theme for me lately. I had to surrender to say, um, this is not something I can control in terms of, you know, being addicted to alcohol. Um, I had to, to really surrender that to Jesus. And then since then, just sort of living with my, my hands open, saying, God, whatever it is you have for me, I'll give it to you. It's beautiful, and I think we're probably going to continue to tell the story uh, throughout this hour here because I think a lot of people, a lot of us resonate with, well, yeah, I'm a Christian, so that shouldn't be my struggle. Right. Yeah, I'm a Christian. So, of course, I'm never going to until we do. And then That's you right. realize, oh, That's right. am, am I a Christian? Did, the, <laughs> did that season ever cause you to mm-hmm. question your salvation in, in any way? Yes. And it's not just that. It's, it's sort of any, any bumps along the way, particularly with doubts. Anytime I'm doubting yeah. and I don't feel like I believe, I, I wonder, it, do I, am, I, am I a Christian? Because I don't feel feel like I am. I don't, I can't muster up this feeling of faith and belief. And I've struggled with that since I was a kid. Uh, something that's really helpful to me. I can't remember where I came across this idea, but the, the fact that I have doubts, it doesn't mean I, I am not a Christian or that I take my faith seriously. It actually means that I do because I, I want to search out the answers. And I don't think there's an answer to every question. I think that's part of what faith is. That comes back to surrender and, and having open hands and saying, I don't have the answers, but I know Jesus is the answer. Mm-hmm. And I may not have all my formulas lined up and, you know, every, every box checked, but, um, but, I, but I know Jesus and, and that's, he's a person and he's God. And um, sometimes that has to be enough is just to know he is the answer. Yeah. Oh, this is going to be a fun hour. And so uh, looking forward to this hour together, Josh Wilson with us in studio for Moody Tunes. And one of the things we do, obviously, being Moody Tunes, is the tunes. Yes, Live sir. Live music. Um, dream Small. Yeah. One of the uh, first songs, when, when I think Josh Wilson, that is Probably the first song that comes to mind. Oh wow! Cool. I, I'm not sure, that, but uh, certainly it's it's near the top. Um, is there a story behind? Oh my this goodness! Song? This this song, uh, man. At the time I wrote it, which was around 2017, 2018, uh, was the most autobiographical song I've ever written. I was holding my son's guitar. He had a little half size guitar. He was about two at the time, and I was kind of playing. Is this thing on? Can you hear that? Yep. I was playing this riff. And actually, I'm going to tune while I'm telling this story because I want this to be in tune. But I was playing that riff, and I was trying to write a song about a big idea. Um, God had sort of laid on my heart. Actually, it was a friend who said, you should write about something big. You know, something big can can go out and change the world. And I I got a little discouraged because there's nothing that impressive or important about my life. I'm just kind of a normal dude. I got a wife and a kid. 
we try and love our neighbors and volunteer at our church and do what we can, but nobody's ever going to make a movie about my life or write a book about me. I'm just kind of a normal dude. And so I was discouraged. There's nothing that extraordinary about my life. Well, thankfully, God laid on my heart to write about the little things instead. And I was kind of playing that riff. And my wife and my son were in the living room, and they were dancing, and they were singing like some silly Sunday school songs. And um, I began to realize that this was a big deal, just just this moment, living in the moment. The little things are actually big things if we're all playing our part. It's like a symphony orchestra. Everyone has one instrument, but they play their part, and it turns into this big song, this big symphony that God is conducting that wouldn't exist without those individual pieces. And so I started to write literally about my life. The first verse is about me and my family. The second verse is about my grandfather, who's a pastor. The third verse is about a ministry we volunteer with for our friends with disabilities. And um, my hope was that people could see themselves in this song and be encouraged that uh, the part they are playing is important to this symphony. Let's take a listen to it right now. Josh Wilson, Dream Small. It's a mama singing songs about the Lord. It's a daddy spending family time the world says he cannot afford. These simple moments change the world. It's a pastor at a tiny little church. 40 years of loving on the broken and the hurt. These simple moments change the world. So dream small, don't buy the lie, you gotta do it all. Just let Jesus use you where you are, one day at a time. Live well, loving God and others as yourself. Find little ways where only you can help. With his great love, a tiny rock can make a giant fall. Dream small. It's visiting the widow down the street, or dancing on a Friday with your friend with special needs. These simple moments change the world. Of course, there's nothing wrong with bigger dreams. Just don't miss the minutes on your way to bigger things. Cause these simple moments change the world So dream small Don't buy the lie, you gotta do it all Just let Jesus choose you where you are One day at a time Live well Loving God and others as yourself Find little ways where only you can help his great love, a tiny rock can make a giant fall. Dream small. Keep loving, keep serving, keep listening, keep learning, keep praying, keep hoping, keep seeking, keep searching. Add up the small things and watch them grow bigger. The God who does all things makes oceans from rivers. Small, don't buy the lie. You 
got to do it all. Just let Jesus use you where you are. One day at a time, live well. Loving God and others as yourself. Find little ways where only you can help. With his great love, a tiny rock can make a giant fall. Five loaves and two fish can feed them all. When you dream small. That is Josh Wilson, Dream Small, live in studio. It is Moody Tunes. And if you've got a question or comment for Josh, feel free to text in this morning, 800-555-7898, 800-555-7898. Back with Josh in three minutes on Moody Radio. Call us at 800-555-7898. Well, Josh Wilson in studio with us, and I love the the conversation because, and it's resonating with listeners too, uh, people texting in saying, man, Josh, we appreciate your honesty and your vulnerability. Mm. As you mentioned a few minutes ago, um, celebrating seven years of sobriety yeah. and even having that alcohol addiction while being a Christian musician on the road, <laughs> singing about Jesus. That's and, right. you know, I, I think that is one of the things where sometimes people really struggle with, uh, can I be honest mm-hmm. about my struggle? Can I be honest uh, about some of the things that I really don't necessarily know that I want everybody in the church to know about because mm-hmm. they're going to judge me if I do. So mm-hmm. uh, what, what is it? Or what was it that got you to the point where you said, you know what, I am going to be vulnerable and open and honest about this struggle? Yeah, I think I think I finally just came to the end of myself. I had tried to stop on my own. I was using alcohol to self-medicate my anxiety. Uh, I've had anxiety for, for most of my life since I, had a, since I was a kid. And in the moment, you know, it helped me to feel relaxed. And, mm-hmm. but eventually what happened was, you know, it's an addictive substance. So I became addicted to it. And, and I felt like I needed it each night to go to sleep, to relax me. And, and especially being on the road, it, it just helps me wind down. And, and I, I got addicted and then I was like, okay, I'm going to quit. And then I realized I couldn't. And I just came to the end of myself and I said, I, I can't do this on my own. And I had prayed, God, please help me. Just night after morning after morning, really, the next morning going, yeah. okay, tonight I'm not going to do it. But then that anxiety would kick in and and I would try and, and fix it myself. And it just doesn't work. You know, those things, that God-shaped hole, anything else we put in there, for me, it was booze. It doesn't, it doesn't work. Yeah. And I, I couldn't do it without help. And so I, I called a trusted friend. And I just needed to tell another human. I was keeping it secret. I was doing pretty well keeping it all secret. Your wife know? Um, well, she knew that I I drank, but she thought I drank in moderation. Yeah. And and I was hiding the amount um, and frequency. And so I called a friend. I knew yeah. I had. I knew I needed to tell her, but I couldn't tell her first. I wasn't quite ready, so I called my buddy. His name's James. And I said, James, I have this problem. I want to quit. I want to do all the things to to figure out how to quit. And I need you to know because I don't want to be alone and I need you to hold me accountable. And so I called him and then I called my counselor and I said, I need to come in tomorrow. And I went in there and I spilled the beans. And then I got, he connected me with an addiction therapist, which was amazing. And I started meeting with him and eventually um, I had to, I was so scared to tell my wife, not, not just about the addiction, but about hiding it from her. You know, she's yeah. my best friend and my soulmate. And I, I was ashamed 
that shame kind of keeps you in that secrecy. It, it keeps you trapped. It does. Locked up, yeah. And I, so I was terrified, and so I actually had to write write it down on paper what I wanted to tell her so that I wouldn't forget anything. And I just said, hey, can you come in here? I want to read you something. And I, I read it, and I, I cried. And she was so kind and gracious and just held me and said, thank you for telling me. We're going to figure this out. And so the next day, she came with me to the addiction counselor. And I tell you, it was such a relief to have everything out in the open. And... um it's not been easy. It's gotten easier for sure. But those first few weeks and months and even the first couple of years were very hard. But to not be alone, um, yeah. I have another song. It's called Jesus and Therapy, actually. And the whole bridge just says, tell God and somebody else. Tell God and somebody else. And I needed those two things together. I had told God lots of times. But then when I told a human... It was like, okay, we can all do this together now because I've got some accountability. I've got someone who can, I can audibly hear speak some encouragement in my life. And, and that was the beginning of the change. So um, I'm, I'm, I can't remember what your original question was because I've kind of gone down no, a path. So good. But that's, that's been my story with that over the last yeah, few years. And I, I think those two components that you're talking about, telling God, telling others, hugely, hugely important but that telling others can be super, super scary. It can. And, I mean, if, if we're going to be honest, there's somebody listening right now. There's probably a bunch of somebody's listening right now. Mm-hmm. And you're saying, Josh, you're describing my story. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. I've got something going on in my life right now Yeah, that I don't want to tell anybody because I'm scared mm-hmm. about what the consequences and what the fallout is going to be. Yeah. What would you say— to that person listening this morning, Mm -hmm. driving into work or getting the kids ready for school, and they're like, man, what you're describing of you seven years ago is me today. Oh, well, first of all, I wish I could just sit and chat face-to-face and hear your story because everybody's a little bit different. But when I say tell God and somebody else, that somebody else needs to be a trusted person. There are probably some folks who you know shouldn't be the first person you tell. I'm a big fan of Celebrate Recovery, which is a ministry that is at many churches. Look it up in your city. I bet there's one close by. That's a safe place to go in and tell, whether it's an addiction, whether it's uh, a substance um, or um, you know, a porn addiction or anything like that. Celebrate cover- Recovery is a safe place to go in and be yourself. Yeah. It's kind of, it's like the best kind of church. You can go in and say, look, I I actually need Jesus. Here's the reasons why I'm broken in these ways. And all they're going to do is embrace you and say, okay, we're, you know, this is a place where you can belong and be yourself. So, you know, sitting here on the radio with, with so many folks listening, I would say that's a great place to start. Celebrate recovery. Mm -hmm. If you feel like there's a good counseling service at your church, that's a safe place to do that. That's also a good spot. I know counseling and therapy can be very expensive. And so I don't want to assume everybody can, can do what I did. Um, I had some help to pay for that, but celebrate recovery, I think is a great place to start. And I'm, I'm not saying this just to, just to promote myself, but I talk about mental health and addiction on my social media a lot weekly. So if you want to follow me there and comment there, I always have people comment what's helping them. Um, I do that on Instagram and all those places every day. So that's another good spot where I, I, I want to be that somebody else, a safe place to talk about. I love that and the fact that you're willing to put yourself out there and to Mm. be that and to uh, be open and honest and vulnerable about that because it's a scary thing to do. And so, you know, sometimes it just takes somebody, in a sense, leading the way. 
and mm-hmm. saying, I'm willing to go first. That's right. And so thank you for uh, for doing that. And it's resonating with listener text this morning. Josh Wilson uh, with us, things that I'm afraid of. Mm-hmm. I would think being open and honest and vulnerable is kind of a scary <laughs> thing to, to be. But yeah. uh, things that I'm afraid of, is, was there something that inspired the song? Yes. I didn't actually write this song. This is the first, well, the only song I've ever recorded that I did not write. Okay. And I was on the road, and my friend Ross King wrote it. I had written with him once before, but I knew he had put out a new project. And I I got out one morning to jog, and I always listen to music when I'm jogging. And I, I put on his record, and this song started playing. I had to stop jogging because I was I was choking up. I had tears in my eyes listening to this song. It described everything about what I was experiencing. It talks about anxiety and depression, and and all of these things that we're kind of afraid to talk about because if you know, we think if I'm a Christian, I'm I'm not supposed to deal with this stuff. And I I say no, I, I'm a Christian because I deal with this stuff, and because Jesus says yeah. I'll never leave you or forsake you. He means that, and I need Him in those moments. Anyway, I, I listened to the words of this song, and I thought this is this is this means so much to me. And I reached out to him. I think it was on Instagram, and I said this is this is amazing. Can I can I record this? And he was so gracious and said, "Yeah, let's, I'd love for you to do that." And I did. And as I sing this song on the road, um, it's 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 like what you're saying. If someone goes first and says, "Hey, here's what I'm dealing with," you you don't often get the answer. Oh, how could you be dealing with that? Often, what you hear is, "Oh my goodness, me too. Yeah, me too. Thank you for sharing that." And um, I mentioned my dad's a pastor, and I talked about Celebrate Recovery just a second ago, but I do want to make sure I mention there is a Celebrate Pastors Recovery, CPR. My father-in-law, who's also a pastor, is very involved in this. Okay. If you just Google search Celebrate Pastors Recovery, um, I feel like pastors, that's kind of the ultimate position of who do I tell about this thing I'm dealing with? I'm right. the pastor. How can I tell anybody? That's a safe place to do it because you can talk with pastors from other cities who don't know all the dirty laundry that's happening in your church. So that's I just wanted to mention that resource as well. But this song, Things That I'm Afraid Of, it says that um, my, my struggles are big and Jesus is bigger. So whatever I'm dealing with, Jesus is willing to, to carry that, and I don't have to. All right, well, let's take a listen. Josh Wilson and Things That I'm Afraid Of. When I am shaking and my heart's pounding, you always take me, make me lie down in peaceful fields where I can clear my head. I get so overcome with anxiety Like there's an enemy living inside of me Like a marker yelling out, telling lies to me And I don't feel brave, but I don't have to be Cause I walk through the valley of shadows And it scared me half to death But you're with me everywhere I go So I won't give up yet My fears would surely kill me If I didn't know the truth The things that I'm afraid of are afraid When my emotions turn against me Not faith, no reason could convince me That you have patience left to fight for me 
When my depression is affecting every ounce of me I can get the medication and the counseling Still I can hear the fear calling out to me And I don't feel brave but I don't have to be Cause I walk through the valley of shadows And it scared me half to death But you're with me everywhere I go So I won't give up yet My fears would surely kill me If I didn't know the truth The things that I'm afraid of are afraid of you you prepare a table for me right in front of my worst enemies but you're as calm and relaxed as can be There's no place where my demons can't find me But just wait till they see who's standing behind me I walk through the valley of shadows And it scared me half to death But you're with me everywhere I go So I won't give up yet My fears would surely kill me If I didn't know the truth The things that I'm afraid of are afraid of you the things that i'm afraid of are afraid of you the things that i'm afraid of are afraid of you <laughs> i understand why you said man i gotta do that song that is so good josh wilson with us this morning and when we come back in three minutes there are three questions that we ask every moody tunes artist can't now, wait but i'm sp- also a little scared all right we're gonna spring them on you next in moody radio And we've got Josh Wilson in studio with us and uh, more live music coming up in just a moment. But before we do, three questions we ask every guest who comes in for Moody Tunes. You ready to go? Uh, Ready or not. They're really, really hard ones. Okay. All right. I'm a little nervous. First one, your favorite meal ever. Favorite meal ever uh, is... Like, does it need to be from a place? Tell you the restaurant? That it can be, but it doesn't have to be. Okay. Your favorite meal ever. All right, I'm going to go with Mafiosa's Pizza here, the buffalo chicken variety. Really? Yeah, because okay. see, then I'm getting pizza and buffalo chicken. So, Oh, it's a win-win there. Yeah. Okay, I, I see what you did there. I like that. <laughs> All right, so what artist are you listening to right now? Hmm. I'm listening to a lot. I'm a... Um, I'm a big fan of Ed Sheeran. He does a looping thing with acoustic guitar yeah. that I do. You do that too, don't you? I do. Yep. I do a one-man band show, and so he's been inspiring. And then the, the OG for that was Phil Keggy. I've always been a big Phil, Phil Keggy fan. Yeah. So if we were to uh, go to your Spotify or whatever, wherever you're streaming right now, we'd see some Ed. Yeah, pop I think up you there. would. Okay. All right. And then uh, number three, who has been your biggest human influence on your faith journey? I've had a good number of those, but I would say my youth pastor, Nick. He, Why Nick? Uh, he was just always available. He always supported me with his presence. He didn't necessarily always have an answer for every question I had, but he was just always there. He was very supportive of me in my music. Um, and, I, you know, this list could be very long. My parents were very supportive of me, but those formative years in youth group, my yep. youth pastor was was there for me. He's he's walked a tough road, and I'll talk about it in a little bit for my next song. But um, he and I have reconnected in recent years, and he just continues to be a dear friend. I love that. How you know we can look back at some of those people who have been so formative in our our walk of faith and our our faith journey here. If there was one thing that you feel like, other than just 
maybe presence. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because mm-hmm. that's what I'm hearing you say. Like Nick, he was there. He he just there's the power of presence there. Yes. But if you were to look back at your engagement and interaction with him and his influence and all that in your life, what's the thing that you're taking away from that relationship? He was never scared to have any conversation with me. He was always a safe place to talk about those things. And he also got really honestly got me started playing music in front of people. Hmm. He put me up in front of my youth group to lead worship. I was terrified. I didn't want to do it. The first Wednesday night I was supposed to do it. I actually was hiding in the bathroom. I didn't do it. I was I was too anxious. <laughs> yeah. But he said, come on, man, I, I know you've got this gift. You need to share it. So he, he was encouraging and pushed me out to be in front of people to share that gift. But then another thing I remember specifically that he did was when me and the band would get a little bit cocky, thinking, you know, we're really, really great for up here doing this. He would sit us down. He'd be like, all right, two weeks. You're not, you're not leading these next two weeks. And so it was this amazing sort of line of confidence, but not arrogance. And yeah. I, I hope that that stayed with me through the years. Uh, that that's a pretty insightful and intuitive youth pastor to be able to do that. It is, yes, yeah. I appreciate him. Yeah. It was tough love for sure. <laughs> so he, you know, in a sense, began to give you and instill maybe that uh, you can do this in front of people. You mentioned um, then going off to to college was a time that your faith was questioned uh, mm-hmm. a little bit there. Since you were doing music in youth group, did you? pursue music in college? is Was that uh, something you majored in, or was there another dr- dream initially, and then music later became the dream? Well, it's interesting. I've, I've always been introverted, and so it's, it's, really, it's really funny. God has a sense of humor to put an introvert on the radio talking to you right now and on a I stage. Oh, are you? Oh, yeah. I've learned recently that lots of folks in radio are introverts, which it makes sense because there's not many people in here right now. Exactly. Uh, yeah, you can't see all the people who are listening. Um, but also to, to stand on a stage, it's just funny. I, I, I feel for Moses when God's like, Moses, you're the guy. And he's like, no, no, I can't. I'm not the guy. And God's like, yep, you're the guy. Um, and so, no, I didn't see myself doing this, but I did want to play guitar. I just wanted to do it in the studio on other people's albums and maybe like travel on the road and play guitar for other people. But in college, I got really interested. So I was a music major, but I got really interested in songwriting more so than guitar playing. And I started to write these songs and I realized that no one was going to hear them unless I sang them. And so I got with some friends and recorded them and I started playing them in coffee shops. And then God kind of started opening doors for me to do this, what I'm doing now. Yeah. And I, I remember it's it's almost like the door was open and I was kind of just looking at it and God kind of had to shuffle me through like, okay, come on, go on through. That's This is the door that's opening for you. So no, I didn't think I'd be doing this. Um, I actually wrote a song about this years ago about Moses kind of saying, uh, the, the hook line of the song is, I don't have what it takes, but here I am anyway. Essentially saying, okay, God, if you're giving me this opportunity, you're going to have to be my strength. So yeah, no, I didn't see myself here, um, but it, I wouldn't change it for anything. Yeah, uh, there's something about when we walk in obedience. It is sometimes scary, but man, what a cool roller coaster ride! Yes, that is. I mean, it's a thrill ride when it you're is. walking in obedience with, with God. Josh Wilson uh, in studio with us, and you know, you just heard him say a few moments ago, more music on the way. So we're going to get to that coming up in about three minutes here on Moody Radio. And Josh Wilson is with us this hour, loving the conversation with him is uh, hearing the God story and the stories behind some of the songs that uh, we hear on the radio. And, you know, Josh, a few minutes ago, you mentioned that Nick, your youth pastor, I think you said his name was, yes. was hugely influential in your life. And you had the opportunity to uh, reconnect a little bit 
and uh, you know, and it even ties into the song that you're doing um, for us next. Mm-hmm. Uh, how did you and Nick reconnect, and and what was that like? Well, so yeah, Nick was my youth pastor until I graduated high school, and then we stayed in touch for a little bit. He, we have shared interests. He's also a musician. And just one of the funniest guys uh, I've ever met. He's he's hilarious. And so we stayed in touch, but we, we kind of lost touch as I went to school. And then he ended up going to another church. Um, but he was a youth pastor at my dad's church, so that was kind of a natural way to stay in touch. Anyway, um, it was it was just about ten years ago that his son Jordan um, actually took his life, mm-hmm. and we we reconnected at at Jordan's funeral and have stayed in touch since then. And uh, Nick is an incredible person of faith, but what I love about him is he's just real and raw and honest, and um, he's not afraid to to share how he's feeling, and he's not afraid to walk with you through something. So in recent years, Nick and I have gotten together just to talk about our journeys, you know, what he's been through with his son, what I've been through with my addiction and recovery— and I've just really enjoyed getting back with him in just a different capacity, you know, it, rather than yeah. like as, you know, as a kid with my youth pastor, it was kind of a different thing. We didn't know it, but we both had a lot of life to live and some struggles to come. And so to kind of reconnect and still be um, here, <laughs> it's, it's, it's amazing. And to still be holding on to Jesus and know that he's holding on to us, we've really reconnected over that. We're both interested in apologetics and, you know, debates on the existence of God. And I'll go back and say that I don't think, I don't think you can prove the existence of God or prove the non-existence of God. It's, it's a fun exercise, but it all comes back down to, to faith. And I love fleshing that out with Nick. Yeah, that is uh, so cool. So the next song you're going to do, Be Brave, Be Strong, Be Kind. I feel like you've already uh, kind of set that up for us in a yeah. lot of ways. Any, anything else that you want to say about that no, song? No, I mean, it was inspired by his son, Jordan. Yeah. And um, the song, we've all heard that that line, everyone is fighting a battle you know nothing about, so be kind. Yeah. And, and that plays into this song. And, and I just want to say, if, if, you are, or if you are having any kinds of thoughts about hurting yourself or ending your life, uh, there's help. There's help right this minute. Actually, you can call 988 or text 988. It's the Suicide Prevention Hotline. You can call that any time of day. You can call or text or chat with them. Um, but then there's lots of other resources, hopefully at your church and Celebrate Recovery. Um, you're here for a reason. Uh, God has you on this planet for a reason. I don't care how hard it is. He wants you here. I want you here. He loves you. I love you. And uh, you are not alone. And that's, that's what this song is a reminder of. You never know that it's the last day of his life. You just assume a guy like him is doing fine And he might tell you he's okay Cause that's what we're supposed to say You never know that it's the last day of his life He needs to know He's not alone Be brave, 
be strong and be kind you never know who needs a little light everybody's gotta hurt their hiding everybody's gotta battle their fight and be brave be strong and be kind You never know that it's the worst year of her life From all the photos you would think that she's just fine She's learned to make them look that way But she can't smile the pain away You never know that it's the worst year of her life She needs to know She's not alone Be strong and be kind You never know who needs a little light Everybody's gotta hurt their hiding Everybody's gotta battle their fight And be brave and be strong and be kind Cause he needs to know she needs to know You need to know You're not alone Be brave Be strong And be kind You never know Who needs God's light Everybody's gotta hurt their hiding Everybody's gotta battle their fighting Sometimes, oh Jesus, help us be brave, be strong, and be kind. Be brave, be strong, and be kind. That was Josh Wilson here on Moody Radio. It is Moody Tunes, and we're going to take a short time out. We'll come back and continue the conversation with Josh. And one more song on the way, three minutes on Moody Radio. Josh Wilson in studio with us, and uh, I got to tell you, I love the sound of that guitar, and I know nobody can see what that looks like, but it is well loved. It's got you got some holes in that. It guitar has got even. the main sound hole, and then two additional ones that are smaller. Yes, it is. It's got some some love. It's been all over. Uh, well, it's uh, great sound coming out of that uh, song. So you, you've got uh, a song coming up on on guitar that we're going to take a listen to. Amazing Grace. Are you a fan of the old hymns? Oh, yeah. I grew up singing old hymns, and uh, this is the way I end all of my shows is with an instrumental of Amazing Grace. You know, I do the live looping thing, yeah. and um, I, I always say that I'm only standing on the stage, and I guess this morning I'm, I'm only sitting here at this mic because of God's grace, and so that's—I always want to leave people with that. Well, let's take a listen.
Josh Wilson on guitar, Amazing Grace, makes me wish I could play. I think I took lessons for like one year and gave up. You got to pick it back up. Watching that, like, ah, I wish I could uh, still play the guitar. Never too late. Uh, JoshWilsonMusic.com to connect with him. Looks like you're heading out on the road here before too long. I am going on tour with Brandon Heath and Natalie Lane on the God is Good tour in February and March. It's going to be a lot of fun. All right, joshwilsonmusic.com. If you want to get connected with him, get tickets, find out if he's coming to a city near you, and I encourage you to do that. We'll put the link on the Facebook page as well. But, Josh, thank you for uh, coming in and, and hanging out with us. Yeah, thanks for having me. It's been a lot of fun. Yeah, you know, hearing the God story, hearing the live music is what uh, Moody Tunes is all about. And if you missed any of uh, today's broadcast or any other Moody Tunes, you can always go and listen on Online, donandsteve.org, or if you have the Moody Radio app, that's a great way to stay connected, and you can go back and you can listen to uh, Josh a little bit later today. We'll get that audio posted for you. Hope you'll check it out. Thanks for listening now.